Yo, what is up, folks? It's your boy Sports PSP. Welcome to another episode of Commander's Demand. A lot to talk about regarding yesterday's game. Of course, the Commanders losing to the New York Giants, um, falling to three and four this season, a little under 500. Of course, I'm going to talk about the game. I'm going to talk about the offensive line. I'm going to talk about Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy, And I'm definitely going to talk about Jonathan Allen and what he had to say post-game. So please stay tuned because Commander's Demand starts right now. You're watching Commander's Demand with your host, Sports PSP, exclusively on the Grid Network. Yo, what's up, folks? It's your boy Sports PSP in the building. Welcome to another episode of Commander's Demand. Um, before I start off the episode, please go make sure you like and subscribe to the Grid Network, the GRYD Network. Um, and also please go like and subscribe to the Sports PSP podcast. Um, folks, boy, pretty uh pretty uh surprising Sunday. The Washington Commanders were traveling on the road to face their arch rivals, New York Giants. Washington were the favorites in that game. Daniel Jones, the starting quarterback, did not play in that game. So you're going with a backup quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. And in that game, the New York Giants. Managed to win 14 to 7. Now, you're probably asking me, um, were you shocked with the game? Were you shocked with um the reaction to the game? And honestly, folks, I gotta be honest with y'all. I'm not. I am not at all surprised with what I saw yesterday against the Commanders and the Giants. And the reason why I'm not is because I predicted that the Commanders was going to lose to the New York Giants because at some point in time, the New York Giants were going to break their losing streak. Even without Daniel Jones or whoever was at quarterback, the New York Giants were going to break their losing streak. They're going to break their losing woes. Because I don't trust Washington. I think Washington is too inconsistent of a football team. I And it all starts with Ron Rivera and ends with Ron Rivera. I'll touch on him on a later day, but bottom line, like I said before, and I'll say it again, he has to go. He has to go. My other takeaway from yesterday's game, sacks. You know, um, the New York Giants coming into that game, they had five total sacks. Their defense had five total sacks in that 
game. Five. And by halftime, it was doubled. The New York Giants, they just embarrassed Washington's offensive line. And I don't know whether if it was good Giants in terms of the defense or bad offensive line, but yet again, the same problem with Washington time and time and time again on offense has been the offensive line. One of the worst offensive lines in the NFL currently. Sam Howell is like the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. Sam Howell had a long, long, tough day in that game. And um, it's only going to get worse. As a matter of fact, he was sacked six times in that game. He finished the game 22 of 42 for 249 yards, one interception, a passer rating of 60.5, and a QBR quarterback rating on a scale of 0 to 100, 20.4. So he finished the game with those types of stats. The Washington's offensive line is so fucking dreadful, folks. It's so fucking dreadful. It's so fucking embarrassing. Um, And moving forward, we have to address the offensive line. Because if we don't, then either we're going to stay the same, or worse, we're going to be even worse. And Sam Howell, Sam Howell right now this season, he's already sacked 40 times. He is on pace to be sacked 97 times this season. 97 times this season. You're seriously putting this young man's career in jeopardy. Even though he looks healthy, he looks fine, but with the way, the the amount of hits, that amount of hits and sacks Sam Howell is accumulating... Sam Howell, I don't I'm not sure if he's gonna last that long in the NFL. So that's on the offensive side of the football field. Um before I talk about the defense, oh yeah, I forgot to mention there were also a couple of missed opportunities for the commanders on offense. Of course, Jahan Dotson with the late drop pass. Had he caught that ball. Perhaps we would have still had a chance to tie the game, put it 14-14, and who knows, go to overtime. I thought there were key missed opportunities for the commanders on offense to cash in to check, and I also thought with Eric Bieniemy, you know, like I said, Sam Howell, you're you're asking him to throw the football too much. This is not Kansas City, man. Washington, I understand this is a pass-happy league. I understand you come from the Andy Reid coaching tree. You've been around Andy Reid. And, heck, you worked with a future Hall of Fame quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. But that is not Sam Howell. And the Washington Commanders offense is damn sure not Kansas City. Even though they've been inconsistent so far this season, Howell is not that dude he's not Mahomes so we'll leave it at that now our defense 
Our defense, our secondary has been bad. I mean, if you look at Tyrod Taylor this season, 18-29, 279 yards in that game, two touchdown passes. I mean, he was sacked four times in that game, and I give a lot of credit to our defensive line, particularly Montez Sweat and certainly Chase Young. I mean, Chase Young played his ass off in that game. He had three total uh, tackles. Um, three uh, three total tackles, three solo. He also had two sacks in that game and three tackles for loss. And QB hits, he had two. So you saw Chase, um, Chase Young and Montez Sweat. You saw the potential of the defense. You saw what I've been telling y'all about how great this defensive line is. Also, Deron Payne, also that fumble that Saquon Barkley could have easily ran it in for that touchdown, but had it not been for that play, and I thought that was an opportunity for the commanders, especially the offense, to give us some momentum. But our secondary, folks, our secondary, and also, too, we committed dumb penalties, bad, dumb penalties, particularly when Chase Young and Montez Sweat both sacked uh, Tyrod Taylor. It was called back because of illegal contact. And once I noticed that play, I'm like, shit, man. Shit. And um, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not really at all surprised with the loss, folks. Y'all can say whatever y'all want about the loss. I am not all surprised. 14 to 7. Thank God. Thank God it was not 30 to nothing. Because honestly, that's how I thought that game was supposed to be. I really actually thought the game was going to actually go down 30 to nothing. That's how bad the offense was. That's how bad I thought the game was going to go. Because offense, we couldn't move the ball. Our quarterback is constantly getting sacked. And defense, our secondary is just bad. Outside our of our defensive line, our, our secondary is just straight up, flat out trash. It's just flat out trash. It's just it's just bad football to watch. Period. End of story. And it just seemed like to me the New York Giants. And again, this is a team that lost four games in a row. This is a team that has had y'all number. You would have thought, okay. This is the type of game, after coming off a great victory last week against Atlanta, we would respond and keep up the winning streak. We would still have a chance to compete in the NFC East. And yet, Washington is going back to Washington ways. And what my, my takeaways from it was, Washington still has a lot of work to do. The offensive line is just that pathetic. And I'm afraid of Sam Howell's career because the way he keeps getting hit, he's not going to last that long. And as far as with the defense is concerned, we have to make some serious changes. Our secondary has to improve. But we got to talk about Ron Rivera. I got to talk about this dude. I, I I I wish I wasn't hard on Ron Rivera, 
but I, I, I'm sorry. I, I just can't trust them. I just can't trust this dude, man. He's just not the type of head coach for us, for the commanders moving forward. He's not the head coach for our future. He's just not. He's the older version of Brandon Staley. Questionable play caller, questionable in clock management situations. Seems like he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Ron Rivera has to go. And I'm reading a tweet here from Irvin Magic Johnson. We all know who Magic Johnson is. Arguably the greatest point guard in NBA history, five-time champion, three-time finals MVP, three-time league MVP, Hall of Famer, entrepreneur. This is what he tweeted in yesterday's game against the Commanders. Let me see if I have uh, the tweet right here. Disappointing 14-7 loss for my Commanders to the New York Giants. It's hard to win in the NFL when you only score seven points. <laughs> and Magic Johnson spoke exactly what Commanders fans are feeling because that performance against the Giants is just purely unacceptable. Purely, purely unacceptable. And when you hear something like that from Magic Johnson, it resonates because Magic, of course, is a winner. You know, Magic is brilliant. You know, like as my man Ryan Flower said, and go check out his podcast every Sundays, man. Whenever Magic touches something, it turns to gold. He, Josh Harris, and the new ownership of the Washington Commanders, they're not going to tolerate this much longer. They're not. They're not going to tolerate this much longer because of the new ownership. They're going to fire Ron Rivera. Remember, Ron Rivera was hired during the previous ownership of Daniel Snyder. And I believe that Ron Rivera, his best, his best, best days in Washington are numbered once and for all. He has to go because he's just, I mean, other than defense and other than him as a leader, as far as what he does in post-game speeches, what? Special qualities or unique qualities does he bring to the table? Honestly, what is it? What is there to say? What else do I need to say about Rama Ver? He's terrible so far. He's not motivating the team in terms of on the field, except post games. He's just not the guy for us going forward. And Magic Johnson is not going to tolerate this much longer. So as a result, we're going to move on. And also, too, we have to take into consideration, because I was watching a little bit of First Take. I was watching First Take on um, this morning. And Stephen A. Smith, he said something. Ron Rivera, you will not be the head coach of this football team next year. And Eric Bieniemy. You probably ain't going to be the coach either. With the way that Eric Bieniemy is calling the play so far, it's probably it probably may not be likely he'd be the head coach. 
but I disagree with Stephen A. Smith from that standpoint because unlike Ron Rivera, there's hope for Eric Bieniemy. He's a young guy. He comes from the Andy Reid coaching tree. Even though I, I'm, I'm still critical from time to time with him trying to turn Washington's offense to Kansas City's offense, but there's future. There's something to look forward to. And Magic, if you talk about how it's a great day for black people to own ownerships, to own leagues, to own football teams, to own any type of business, you know, it's also a great opportunity to give someone like Eric Bieniemy an opportunity to be a head coach. I still believe Eric Bieniemy should be the head coach for the Washington Commanders moving forward because I've said it before. I think he can do some things for this team as far as motivating the team. Handle the offense. Handle the offensive responsibility. Meanwhile, get somebody that you know that can handle the defensive responsibilities. I see potential in Eric Bieniemy. As for Ron Rivera, his days are numbered. Now, I got to talk about Jonathan Allen. I got to talk about Jonathan Allen, the defensive tackle of the Commanders. Obviously, his post-game video <laughs> went viral um, when he was asked by a reporter. I wish I had the video, unfortunately, but here is the quote from Jonathan Allen in yesterday's loss against the New York Giants. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the wrong one, folks. I apologize on that. Let me see if I get the right one. Oh, there we go. And yes, my boy, Leaf Diggy. Go check out his uh, podcast and so much more, man. He has a lot to say. He said John Allen went off. And yes, I'm reading it here. This is from John Allen. I'm fucking tired of this shit. This is what he told um, Nikki Giovavala of the Washington Post. Uh, I'm fucking tired of this bullshit. It's been seven fucking years of the same shit. I'm tired of the same shit. And I echo everything that Jonathan Allen had to say. Because what he said spoke the truth. It was the dead, honest truth about how he feels about the Commanders and how Commanders fans feel about the Commanders. He's tired of the shit. He's tired of this bullshit of the commanders, of what we've witnessed. And it's fucking frustrating to see someone like him. And John Allen, he's played for the commanders since the day he was drafted in 2017. Very good player. He's one of our anchors on the defensive line. And for him to make a statement like that, that lets you know he's tired. He's tired of the organization. He's tired of losing. And Jonathan Allen was successful because before he was drafted by the commanders, he played in Alabama. He won a national championship or two during his time with Nick Saban. And he's not, and he's tired of being subjected to this losing. He's like, nah, man, I can't take it anymore. And what I also took from him from Jonathan Allen is. Unless there is some changes and some big changes for Washington moving forward, 
Don't be surprised if Jonathan Allen actually leaves. Because other than being here in Washington, other than playing for the, um, these diehard fans, why else would Jonathan Allen would want to be subjected to this? Why would Chase Young, why would Montez Sweat, why would any of these very good Washington players be subjected to this? Unless there's going to be some changes. And with the new ownership, with Magic Johnson, with Josh Harris, like I said, they are not going to tolerate this bullshit anymore. They're not going to tolerate losing. They're not going to tolerate mediocrity. They're not going to tolerate this mess. They're not going to tolerate Washington being a laughing stock. They're tired of hearing the old narrative about Washington that they can't compete, that they're the least, that they're the worst team in the NFC East, that it's always going to go to Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, however you put it in that type of order. At the end of the day, Washington has to make some serious changes. Now, again, in fairness to the new ownership, it's their first year. But after this season, ch changes must be made. Changes are, necess uh, are a necessity. Changes are necessary. And if there aren't any changes with the commanders in terms of winning, at some point in time, you're going to start losing players. You're going to start losing players, especially diehard, loyal players like Jonathan Allen. You're going to lose that. And it's going to hurt you as far as acquiring new players. So if you're Washington, you're going to have to do your absolute best to try to make yourselves an attractive commodity. And how can you do that when you continuously have the, these types of games when you lose, when you should have won? There should have been no excuse for the commanders to lose yesterday's game. Although I predicted it, because I, I, I think this team is too inconsistent, but at the same time, Going up against the New York Giants, when this team in the past few years have owned you, and to see where they are right now, there should be absolutely no excuse for Washington to lose that game. So I have no problem with what Jonathan Allen had to say. I love what he had to say. Um, I think it spoke huge. And if you're a Commanders fan... You got to love it. You must, absolutely must love it. Because hearing the, the, the pain, hearing the frustration, and the tone in which he said it speaks. It speaks so much. But like I said, Magic Johnson, Josh Harris, they're not going to tolerate this any longer. They're not going to tolerate this any longer. And which is why changes must be made. Ron Rivera's got to go. I'm still keeping Eric Bieniemy because I still have faith and hope in him. And this is his first year with the team. There has to be some big changes for Washington.
period. Um, other takes that I have with um yesterday's game, and again, folks, next week, um, this upcoming week, the Eagles they're going to be facing uh, um the our Commanders, the Eagles at the Commanders, and of course, folks, remember previous time the Commanders faced the Eagles, and the Commanders lost that one 34-31. Although some may look at it as moral victory because no one actually thought that Washington would actually compete and make it that close of a game. I told y'all, I don't believe in moral victories. We go by wins, we go by losses or ties. We go by what ha what transpires on the football field. We go by the results. I got to talk about You know, there's been some reports about whether or not Chase Young and Montez Sweat should be traded. And I've mentioned this in the past. Look, if if I had to make a serious choice between Montez Sweat or Chase Young, which one of the two I'm letting go. I'm letting go of Chase Young. Even though Chase Young, for the most part this season, has been healthy and resembling into being the player that he once was, but history tells me you can't trust him going forward with his durability problems. I am not letting go of Montez Sweat. Because just like Chase Young is a difference maker, so is Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat has five and a half sacks. Chase Young has five. Both, you look at these DNs, both of them have pro bowl, they have pro bowl potential. Well, Chase Young has already made the pro bowl and also won defensive rookie of the year. Montez Sweat has pro bowl potential. Montez Sweat can get you double digit sacks. Montez Sweat can make a, a difference on a football team. Montez Sweat provides impact as well. So there's reports about whether the Seahawks, the Steelers could trade for Chase Young. Listen, if we do decide to trade Chase Young, what team, I, I know we're not going to get a first round pick because of Chase Young's durability, but what are you going to give us for Chase Young? You better give us a couple of, a couple of good players, a couple of solid players, and maybe a third or a fourth round pick for Chase Young. But I'm not touch. But you ain't touching Montez Sweat because I don't. Because I would hate to lose both, and then I have to go back in the draft, redo and draft defensive end. Meanwhile, I have a very glaring issue with my offense, and that is my offensive line. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to waste my time letting go of both of these players so that I can go back in the draft, draft new defensive end players, or get some dudes in free agency. Unless they're better than Montez Sweat and Chase Young. But I'm not going to waste my time doing that. So, But Chase Young or Montez Sweat, which one I'm keeping? I'm keeping Montez Sweat because he's more available. The best ability is availability. And I think his production and I think his impact to the team is just as valuable as Chase Young's, if not more. That's my opinion. 
But anyway, folks, that concludes the rest of the Commander's Demand podcast. I really want to thank y'all for taking the time to actually listen to the podcast. I really want to appreciate everyone for hopping on to Commander's Demand. Um, it was really tough. I mean, well, it wasn't really that tough for me because, like I said before, folks, I expected the Giants to win that game. Am I mad? Not really mad, but I will say that I am disappointed because this is a game that you should have won, but you didn't, and you played the way that you played. So, nah. And also, too, um, like I said, my prediction. If I predict something, and if my prediction turns out true, then... What do I then? I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to lose my temper. I'm not going to lose my composure. Now, if my prediction was wrong, hey, I'll look at it and say, hey, it's one of those things where, you know what? I'm happy I was wrong. I'm happy that I was wrong with my prediction. I'm happy that I went against my commanders. But unfortunately, yesterday, that wasn't the case. And we lost that one. So, again, bottom line. Changes need to be made with Washington. Washington's O-line is dreadful. Ron Rivera must go. Uh, Magic Johnson and Jonathan Taylor, uh, Jonathan Allen, I'm glad they said what they said because they realized there needs to be changes, and we can't to tolerate losing anymore. We're in a different direction with the new ownership. Yes, it's the first year. Yes, it's going to take us a lot of time, but hey. We're not tolerating losing anymore, folks. But anyway, folks, that concludes the rest of the Commander's Demand podcast. Please go like and subscribe to Commander's Demand. Please go like and subscribe to the Grid Network. Please also go like and subscribe to the Sports PSP podcast as well. It's your boy, Sports PSP. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all evening, and peace.